What up, fangirls and fanboys? This is Fanboy with Opinion, your boy, Fanboy Eric, for April 2020. So, living in crazy times, quarantine, shut out of the world, all that crap. Now, this is going to just, this is, uh, the show's an overview of what I've been watching, what I've been doing, and because of the quarantine, I've been watching a lot. So, let's see. Uh, over the course of the month, I played the Resident Evil 2 uh, remake, which of course 3 just came out, but I never played the 2 remake. I really enjoyed it. It was a blast of the past, if you will, because I played the original when it first came out and I was like 19, 20, some crap like that. And so it was a lot of fun to play. And I always loved, what's it called, the Mr. X, who would eventually be a prototype for a nemesis. And running around waiting for him to pop up was fucking awesome. And him coming out like that, 20 years later and that game is still making me shit my pants. Um, every time you see the goddamn Mr. X pop out of the corner, it's like, well, how, where the fuck did he come from? And there were a lot of times where I screamed, like, what the fuck? Uh, so yeah, that was a lot of fun. And then of course after that, I've been playing... Animal Crossing, uh, which is a lot of fun and very time-consuming. Um, yeah, I really enjoy that game. There's so much to do, a lot to explore. And uh, now let's get to some movies. Oh, you know, one thing I wanted to talk about. You know, there are no CW shows. There haven't been any CWDC shows for a few weeks now, which I don't understand why, because... It must have something to do with when they were going to end the show. Um, what when the date? What date they were going to end the season? Because they had a few, they already have a few episodes already filmed and and ready to go, and you just assume this would be the perfect time to release everything you already have because people are at home and they're watching the shit, and nothing else to do. But it must have something to do with the uh, the end of the season. Because they're prolonging the end of the season. So maybe they were thinking that, let's say they were going to end all the shows and the seasons were going to end in May. Maybe now they're going to have to think, we might have to end these seasons in June. Because everything's getting postponed and delayed. But that must be why. But then you could still show what you have... And then it's still going to be another few weeks until you release the episodes they haven't filmed yet. I don't know. It's just like, you know, all this time being wasted, we could be watching this crap. But I did want to talk about Batgirl, because in Batgirl, spoiler alert, there was a huge twist. Again, there's a lot of twists in this uh, season, actually. But this was a big one that Batgirl broke the cardinal rule which was she committed murder. Now, it was probably a murder she couldn't... I don't know. It was it was a murder of passion. I'm not a lawyer. I don't know what that is. Uh, what that's considered. Murder one, murder two. I, I don't think so. But it was... A, it, was it wasn't even... Pa- I mean, I don't know. It wasn't premeditated. It was just something that happened. And it really has, a so far, has a cause and effect in the show. 
And the next episode, right after her committing the murder, she questions being Batgirl and uh, Batwoman. And when she is Batwoman and she stops a crime, she gets really violent. No, it's not, it's not she doesn't stop a, She's getting information. And she, no, no, she is stopping. Oh, what the fuck? I don't It's been weeks since I saw the goddamn episode. She gets violent with a criminal. And then she realizes that committing the murder has changed her, which I don't know if it would really change her that quickly. But it's very, it's very melodramatic the way that she changes. But in any event, that episode, that next episode after she commits a murder, she's only in costume like for one scene because she really questions her future as, as Batwoman. And then she does something else in that episode which I thought was kind of shocking. So, you know, even though this wasn't a mid-season finale or season finale, it felt like one. Because they really are changing the uh, dynamic of the show. But we'll see if that lasts. Another thing I wanted to say about Batwoman was... And I mentioned this before a long time ago. I'm going to bring it up again. Are the Waynes Jewish? Because uh, Batwoman... What the hell is her name? Kate and her sister both... You know, they're twins. So they had bat mitzvahs. And it's been referenced before. Like Hanukkah and whatnot. But Kate's father is Jewish. Kate's father is related to Bruce's mom. You know, their brother and sister. Oh, they were brother and sister. So does that mean that Bruce is Jewish? The comics have established that he's Scottish, but that could be from his father's side. I don't know, it's weird. I don't know if it's ever been mentioned in the comics other than him being Scottish. Because uh, Wayne's a real Scottish name. Um, but yeah, just... Something that you want. And then another thing was, I noticed in one of the episodes, is they showed a license plate on one of the cars, and it says Gotham on it, so it's a Gotham license plate. Wouldn't it have the state on the license plate? But then again, they can't tell you what state Gotham is in, because they've never really revealed. Alright, enough of that shit. So these are the movies I've watched... Since last month. Finally got around seeing Aquaman. Um, I liked it. It wasn't bad. Um, It was obviously better than Superman Batman versus Batman. But then I think like taking a dump is better than watching Superman versus Batman. Uh, Especially if it's a dump you need to make. Um, It wasn't as good as Shazam. It wasn't as good as Wonder Woman. But... I did enjoy it. I don't care for the fact that they changed Aquaman's character for the movie. Meaning, well, all those movies, you know, in Justice League as well. That he's kind of like a badass. And they, they kind of made him a little bit more like Namor the Submariner, which was from Marvel. Because Namor is, a, Namor is an asshole, but he's a little bit more of an ass kiss, kicker. I almost say kisser. He's an ass kicker. And Jason Momoa's Aquaman's like tattooed and he hangs out in bars and he's a drunk. And it's just like, that's not the Aquaman in the comic. But the problem is, is that Aquaman in the comic has been a punchline for many, many years. So I understand that the DCEU, or whatever they call themselves now, wanted to give him a little bit more of a, of a less lame backstory or less lame 
interpretation. Um, did it work? I don't know. Probably. But at the same time, I feel like it changed the character. And of course, now comics have to incorporate that. So, because everything's a fucking business and everything was a product. Everything was a product. Even the comic book characters are now products. So they're always products, but they're worse now. Because it's like, you take a comic book character who's lame and then you make him dark and brooding in the movies and now it has to reflect the comics. Ugh. Anyway, I thought it was good. Uh, thought some of the CGI was hit or miss. Uh, I did enjoy some of the comic book references. I loved Black Manta. Black Manta was awesome. His arc was awesome. I loved the show in the trench, the creatures from the trench. I did, there was a lot I liked. I mean, a lot of it was like good, solid comic book movie. Again, not the best DCEU movie, but by far not the worst. Also watched uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, um, which I when it came out was hit or miss. People either liked it or they didn't care for it. Either it was boring. I really, I you know, I meant to do a ranking of Quentin Tarantino's movies. Maybe I'll do that next next episode um, because it doesn't have that many, and I think people either fall on. The side of the, the, the fence where either you're a diehard fan or you think some of the movies are okay. Like, there aren't too many people who don't like Quentin Tarantino movies, but there are a lot of people who think that some of his movies are boring. Uh, you know, it's like anyone with a long career. Oh, his early work is good or his later work is good. It's Nobody has, like, a completely consistent uh, career. Whether bad or good, unless your name is Yui Bull. But, you know, there's some some directors who just make stinkers. And there are other directors who have inconsistent... And there's some, some directors who fall off the map. Um, oh, by the way, Aquaman. I love James Wan. And I thought that he did a great job directing. And some of the acting wasn't great, like Amber Heard. I'm not just saying that because of all the things that are being said about her now and the fact that she may not even be an Aquaman 2. But um, that's not necessarily James Wan's fault. He did what he could with what he had. Um, But I still thought that he did a a pretty good job. Anyway, back to uh, Quentin Tarantino. You know, I think that he started off great and then he kind of fell off for a while. And then he came back. And then he kind of fell off again. And he's kind of sliding down. Now, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is not his worst movie. His worst movie is Death Proof. Death Proof. And uh, I can prove it to you that that's his worst movie because it sucks. Boom. Anyway, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is pretty good. Uh, Well, yeah, it's good. It's good. It has its moments. The beginning is really good because it's obviously a love letter to 1960s Hollywood and it really shows, uh, especially in the beginning. The tide is changing in America, in Hollywood. It's 1969. You know, it's right at the end of the hippie movement. 
It's also people's chastes, uh, tastes. People's tastes are changing. You know, Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio plays this actor who feels like his career has fallen. And he comes from a, an era that's no longer popular. You know, he played, he did westerns, and he did occasionally war movies, but mostly westerns. By the end of the 60s, westerns were really not that popular anymore. And they were really on their way out. And for the most part. You know, except for like spaghetti westerns, which is mentioned in the movie. Because he looks down on spaghetti westerns. Because he doesn't feel like that's real filmmaking or whatever. But that's the new thing. See, it's like he's... He can't evolve. He can't change because he's stuck in the past. But then he finally gives in and it ends up sort of resurrects his career a bit. I mean, it makes him a star in Europe. But anyway, the you know, so the movie starts off with this, this love letter to the 60s or Hollywood 60s. And it really invokes a lot of 60s lore. You know, not just the hippies, but like the radio, like everything being played on the radio is authentic 60s commercials and music and all this shit. So it really, really does a good job of immersing you into this world. But at the same time, he just hits the nail on the head so many fucking times. We get it. We're in the 60s. We get it. It's the 60s. We get it. It's 69. Stop fucking like throwing it in our face. And then part of I mean, the movie... Is a kind of about the Charles Manson murders, Manson murders. Charles Manson's only in the movie once. He barely has any lines. And then, of course, what Quentin Tarantino loves to do nowadays is he loves to rewrite history. And he rewrote history in Glorious Bastards, which was fine. He rewrote history in uh, Django Unchained, which was fine. But do it here, and it's like. You know, killing Hitler and slavery are two very important parts of, of the 20th century. And then so is Manson murders? I mean, it changed people's lives, but these weren't people that, like, were anything really uh, resulted in anything great. You know, it's not like these were world leaders or scientists or lawmakers or... And don't get me wrong, it's sad and tragic what happened, but it's almost like Quentin Tarantino was saying that Manson murders is one of the most important things that happened in the 20th century, and that if I could go back in time, I would change that. Not assassinations. But in any event, you know, really it's about Leonardo Crapio and, and Brad Pitt's relationship, which comes through and it's well made his movies are always well made but then again you know I mentioned the radio there's a lot of scenes where they're just driving and like Brad Pitt drives and he drives and he drives and he drives I get it it's Hollywood it's California that's all those motherfuckers do all they do is drive but do we need to see that in like real time but that's Quinn Tarantino he's full of himself he thinks he has a good idea and he runs it into the ground. And, you know, I heard it, well, listened to an interview, not that great of an interview, and someone asked him, the interviewer asked him 
Oh, how do you feel when people mimic your style or take things from you and, and you use them in the wrong? It's like, that's all this motherfucker does. Like, as much as I love Gwen Tarantino, look up everything is a remix, Quentin Tarantino. Everything, like a lot of the shots he does and a lot of the themes he does are all from other movies. Because that's all he is. He's like a huge movie buff and he just uses not just the knowledge but the things that he loves and he incorporates them into other movies. I mean, don't fucking pretend he's a complete and utter uh, original, uh, uh, original director, original writer. He's not. Anyway, I did like the movie, and I do like his movies, and I think he's a good director, and a good screenwriter overall. Sometimes he has issues of editing, or not editing, Um, but I did did enjoy it. It was interesting. It was fucking long, though, too, and that's one thing that everyone was complaining, it's like, three hours. It's like, again, it just, it seems like his movies have just become... More and more of him staring at himself in the mirror while he masturbates. And on that note, the next movie I watched uh, this month was Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, The Crimes of Crimes of Grindelwald. <laughs> um, so this is the second movie in the Fantastic Beasts and How to Make More Money. That's what it should be called. Fantastic Beasts and How to Make More Money off of Harry Potter. Is that Harry Potter... Spinoff of a book that doesn't exist. Uh, there is a book in the Harry Potter universe called Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. But that's all it is. It's a, it's a book within a book. And it's a book that's used by the students for, you know, for school. It's a, it's a school book. So they made a spinoff series to a book that is to, to a school book. Spinoff from a school book. Saw the first Fantastic Beast and How to Make More Money. And it was okay. It was okay. I I wasn't the biggest. I only saw it once. Only saw it once in the theater. It didn't have that charm. It didn't have that, that fun attitude that Harry Potter has. You know, it's like uh, Harry Potter's like your cool friend, and Fantastic Beast is like his nerd brother, trying to be cool. Hey, I'm cool too, guys. Sure, sure. Um, you know, and then they made the sequel, and then they put Dumbledore in it to try to be like, hey, look. You know, the first movie is just like a Harry Potter movie with no one from Harry Potter. And then the sequel is like, hey, we got Dumbledore. That shouldn't give you a nerd boner. Yeah, but he's played by Jude Law. Like, who gives a shit? And then you're saying, it's like, the the first one was okay. And this Crimes of Grindel was like, bleh. It was awful. It was just, CGI wasn't good. They're changing the Harry Potter mythos just for their purpose. There's characters in the movie that shouldn't be, you know, timelines don't fit of when characters are, are... It's just... 
You know, the first movie should be called Fantastic Beasts and How to Make More Money. And this should be called Fantastic Beasts and How to Make Even More Fucking Money. It's just, it's, it's a slap in the face to Harry Potter fans. That's what I think it is. You know, Johnny Depp as Grindelwald. You know, J.K. Rowling, like, didn't want any American actors playing Brits in the Harry Potter movies. Well, that rule went right out the window with how Fantastic Beasts and How to Make More Money. Because, last I checked, Johnny Depp's not British. It's not a good movie, is what I'm saying. It's just, a lot of things don't make sense, and they're changing the... Mythology of Harry Potter to fit their needs, and they're, they're supposed to make more of these, but are they going to make more of these? Because this one did not do well, and I tried to see oh, if they were going to make one, and especially since all the uh, all the coronavirus crap going on, I don't know. But I hope they don't. I hope it. I hope it's like the Mummy, and just dies quickly. Because you know, the mummy was supposed to have all these other movies. They were supposed to have their own uh, Marvel universe, sort of. I mean, it just fell apart. Oh my god, someone's calling me. It was spam. Calling all the way from Hawaii. So, did not care for Crimes of Grindelwald. Another movie I watched was Angel Has Fallen. Which is the third movie in the Fallen series, I guess you could call it. First was Olympus is Fallen, and the second was uh, Help I've Fallen, and Change It Up. And the third one is Angel is Fallen. No, the first one was, I don't remember the call. What am I? IMDB? I don't remember what the fuck they're called. I, I could tell you what they should be called. Crap. Fun crap, but crap nonetheless. So this movie's about Secret Service man, uh, I don't know, Gerard Butler, who's played by, by an aging Gerard Butler. And in the first movie, he's, he, you know, uh, the White House taken over and he has to save the day. And, and then it was kind of infamous because uh, another movie like that came out at the same time with Chatham Tatum and uh, Jamie Foxx, I guess. The people who made the Fallen movie thought, oh, all these people are watching this movie. No, they just wanted to see how it compared to the other one. So then they decided to make a second movie, which took place in London. And then Gerard Butler had to save the day again. And then this one, it's a little bit different. He's now a you know, like uh, set up for a crime he didn't commit. Movie reminded me a lot of The Fugitive. Like it had those same beats. Like just, I mean, this is a run-of-the-mill action movie, and with the same, same uh, beats of like uh, as a. Uh, it was like a Jason Bourne movie too. You know, like the the government's chasing him, and he has to one step ahead of them, and and then his frames so was like elements of The Fugitive, and um. And Gerard Butler plays like this. There's this movie term called Mary Sue. And it's usually it's for women. I think there's a male version of it. I don't know, Bobby Sue. I don't know. But it means that a character who can do virtually anything. Any situation he gets into or she gets into. 
they get out of it. Like, easy peasy. And that's one of the things with this movie is like Gerard Butler's character ne- almost never gets hurt and he almost never gets... Like usually you'll see in an action movie somebody will get hurt and then they have to overcome that or they get shot and they have to overcome that and he almost never gets shot and never gets hurt. And the fugitive part of the the movie is really just lasts a quarter of the movie. But... It is mindless bullshit. It's mindless action. And it's one of those action movies where it's ridiculous, but it's fun at the same time. Like, they don't make those. Usually it's just, like, Fast and Furious. It's just dumb. But this was uh, dumb and fun. Angel is falling. Let's see what else I fucking watch. I watch a lot of crap. It's a lot of crap. Watch a movie called Hotel Artemis, which was pretty good. Which I didn't know it was going to be that good, but it was pretty good. I like the concept. Uh, this hotel that is only for criminals. you know. But of course, the criminals have to pay for that service. So it's almost like uh, being in a, uh, a union. Hey, they're criminals too, huh? I don't know. Anyway, uh, Hotel Artemis, that was good. Oh, they released more pictures of Dune. Now, hey, I don't know if you knew, but I have a uh, book club podcast where I talk about books that I read. And I just recently, it's called Fanboys Book Club. And I just did one on the book Dune. And they're making another one. Uh, They infamously made one in the 80s. It's not that great. And... They released a picture uh, a day ago, and now they released even more pictures, and it looks pretty damn good, and I'm excited about it. So far, I like the wardrobe. Um, The director, I'm not saying his name, did Arrival and Blade Runner, so I'm excited. But I do need to see a trailer, because I am a little worried about visuals, you know, just because there's something on... You see something in pictures doesn't mean it's going to be great. You need to see it in action. And then, uh, what else was I going to fucking talk about? can't remember. But I, I am excited about, at least I'm excited about the trailer. You know, uh, that I need to see a trailer. And then to see if, I, if I'm going to be excited about the movie. Oh, there was one thing they, the director released. He said that it's actually going to be two movies. And Dune is such a huge story that it needs definitely needs to be told in two stories. And the original movie cut out a lot from the book, so it definitely needs it. Uh, update on something I talked about in the last uh, podcast. I had watched Alita Battle Angel. And the whole movie was just set up for a sequel. And it was uh, released not that long ago that one of the stars of the movie, Christoph Waltz, who, by the way, seems to only do good movies with Quentin Tarantino, Stated that he was upset, or I don't know if upset's the right word, maybe annoyed, a little annoyed, that they haven't made a sequel to Battle Angel yet. And um, he he expected them to. He assumed that they were going to make another one. You know, like we all did, because that whole movie was just set up for a series. This is, movies just want to do that now. They all want to be Marvel. They all want to make their own universe. 
I mean, more money. But anyway, he was upset that they haven't gone into production yet. They haven't even gone into production yet for the sequel. So, as of now, it doesn't really sound like they're going to make a a second Battle Angel movie. Oh, no! How am I going to know what happens in the story? But again, with this coronavirus crap, who knows what fucking... So many movies have been postponed and... And, uh, you know, shut down. So, who knows? And then, of course, this leads to the number one thing just about everyone is talking about Tiger King. I watched Tiger King. It took like a week, less than a week. That show is fucking insane. Everyone, I'm not going to go into it because everyone's pretty much already talked about it. The memes speak for themselves. But it was a good. There's, I mean, I I understand like most of my friends and most of the people I know have watched it, but there are a few who haven't. And I was like, why didn't you watch it? I just realized that show is not for everybody. Um, although, it seems like it might be. But, you know, it's sad. It's a sad story. It's a crazy story, but it's also sad. And really the ones who, who get hurt the most are the, the animals. And some people just don't want to uh, relish in that. They don't want to watch that. Or also the fact that Joe Exotic is such a megalomaniac that some people just don't want to... You know, they don't want to see a seven-part series about that, you know? I mean, if you want to, if you want to uh, watch something about a megalomaniac, you just turn on the news, and he's talking about the coronavirus every day. So, we're living in that world. Why do we want to watch a show about it? I mean, that's not my take. I'm just saying some people might think of it that way. Let's see how long has this been going. On? All right, so that is about it. That's what I've been doing, and that's what I've been playing. Uh, I'm on the Switch, playing Animal Crossing. I don't know my code, so don't even ask. My name is Dr. Farts, though, with a Z. I don't know if that helps. Anyway, that's going to do it for this month. Don't forget to email. You know, what's your favorite Quentin Tarantino movie? Did you like it in the movies I talked about? Did you not like them in the movies I talked about? Do you think Bruce Wayne is a Jew? You let me know by emailing me at gamerish537 at gmail.com. That's gamerish537 at gmail.com. We're on Facebook, you probably already know that. We're on Twitter and Instagram, you probably already know that. Thanks for listening. I will see you next month, because I have been a fanboy, and this has been my opinion.